السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين لو الحمد حسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد All praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Jal. Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, we have reached our last lesson and inshallah bi idnillahi ta'ala tonight we will be finishing our treaties we will be finishing our book usul al-thalatha and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from all of us and last week's lesson at the end the author he mentioned the concept of hijrah and hijrah is moving from the land of shirk from the land of kufr from a land of disbelief to the land of Islam. And my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, if one looks at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then we find that the Quraysh, that we find that the Quraysh, they were oppressing the Muslims tremendously. They were Cutting of food supplies. They made life so difficult for the believers in Mecca at this time that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his companions would tie stones to their bellies to suppress their hunger. Some of them would eat leaves. Some of them would eat sand or stones, whatever they could get. Because now there was no food. They had no access to clean water. And this was all the work of the kuffar. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came with the message of Islam. He taught the message of Tawheed. He taught the people to follow and to believe in Allah and Allah alone. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the first hijrah, he sent a group of his companions to Abyssinia. And in Abyssinia, they found the leader at the time, An-Najasi. And what we know from An-Najasi as well, that not just taking in the Muslims, he never just accepted the Muslims. He never just helped the Muslims, he never gave asylum to the Muslims only. But he himself embraced Islam. Najasi, the Najasi, the ruler at the time of Abyssinia, he himself embraced Islam. And how do we know this? We know this because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that 
the Prophet, peace be upon him, he made Salatul Ghaib, Salah in Abshinshia, for this leader of Abyssinia. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we're not going to go into too much detail of with regards to fiqh and with regards to making Salatul Ghaib, but there is quite a few opinions of who can make or who one can make Salatul Ghaib for. So some ulama, they say that Salatul Ghaib can only be made for who? For a very famous person. Someone that benefited Islam. For example, that we saw the leader of Abyssinia. Some of the ulama say that it's a blanket rule and can be made for anyone. But all of them, they give the condition that Salat, or most of them give the condition that Salat or Janazah must have been performed. And some of them say that if it cannot just be performed for anyone, by these specific reasons. Allahu A'lam. But why am I mentioning this? Because my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we have reached a point, or our current situation as an ummah, made it hard for us to go to attend janazas. So a friend, a family member has passed away. And for example, in South Africa, we are only allowed at a funeral currently because of the COVID-19 that we are experiencing. We are only allowed to have 50 people at the janazah. This is including the imam. And there's a whole process as well you need to get permission, etc., etc., for this. So if you know the person, and you obviously cannot go, make offer the janazah salah in absentia for the person, and Allah knows best. The author then says, وَالْهِجْرَةُ فَرِيضَ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ That hijra, first before this, it is obligatory. Hijra, it is wajib, Upon this ummah. And it is to migrate from the land of shirk to the land of Islam. And know that hijrah, it will be there until the final hour. Until the final hour has been established. Until the end of times. What dalil and the proof is of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying. And we will come to this a bit later. So yeah, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam. What is a land of shirk? What is the land of the kuffar? So for example, we live in the land of the kuffar. Look in the west. Look in Britain, America, this is the land of the Kuffar. Most other places in the world is land of Kuffar. So must everyone move to the land of Islam? So the ulama also they explained. And they said that if we find that you can make hijrah, then make hijrah. But if you are in the land and there is no harm for you. Meaning you are living in a land 
Yes, of the kuffar. But you can practice Islam freely, freely. Like Alhamdulillah, like we have in South Africa, for example. We, Alhamdulillah, we have no issues. In fact, South Africa compared to the USA or to Britain or to Europe in general, certain places in Africa as well, that we in South Africa, Alhamdulillah, as a Muslim community, we are extremely privileged. Our women can wear hijab, they can wear the niqab, men can grow their beards, they can wear thobe, they can practice the religion openly. You can basically make salah wherever you might find yourself, whether you in a public park, whether you're on the beach, wherever you might be. You're at the airport. Many of our shopping centers, they have facilities as well for the Muslims. To pray the salah. Generally, the South African government as well, very welcoming to Muslims. And we as Muslims, on the other hand, as well, we should also realize that Alhamdulillah, we have things quite easy compared to other places of the world. And having said that, we should appreciate. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And we should use this. And call people and invite people as well to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next point that I would like to highlight is that hijrah, it is wajib. It is compulsory if you are being oppressed, etc, etc. And it will remain there until the end of time, until qiyamus sa'ah. And the same goes for jihad. That both jihad and hijrah, they are not abrogated. There will always be jihad until qiyamus sa'a and there will always be hijrah until qiyamus sa'a. Jihad obviously under what? Under the waliul amr. Under the correct Muslim ruler with the correct sharia basis. We can't just have for example... Someone step up today, ah, we're going to fight in jihad, and everyone gets ready and they go fight in jihad. Manua, who is he? So this is important. And this is a section that needs to be studied well as well. The section of jihad with regards to fiqh. We need to know the rules and the regulations with regards to fighting in the path of Allah Azza wa Muawiyah radiyallahu an wa anna Muawiyah radiyallahu an qala sami'at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul la tanqati'ul hijratu hatta tanqati'at tawbah wa la tanqati'ut tawbatu hatta tatlu'a shamsu min maghribiha Muawiyah radiyallahu an he said that I heard the messenger of Allah peace be upon him say that migration will not end until repentance ends. And repentance will not end until the sun rises in the west. So here we find that this hadith mentions two things. It mentions that migration will not end, meaning hijrah will not come to an end until the repentance ends. And when will the repentance end? The repentance will end 
when the sun rises in its opposite direction. When it rises in the west. This is when the Tawbah is going to end. And this is when Hijrah is going to end. Meaning this is the end of time. Qiyamah. So you need to make Tawbah. Today. Seek the forgiveness of Allah. Seek the repentance of Allah today. And do not wait until the end of time. And then the author, he says, And the proof for this is in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nisa. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ ظَالِمِي أَنفُسِهِمْ قَالُوا فِيمَا كُنْتُمْ قَالُوا كُنَّا مُسْتَضْعَفِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا أَلَمْ تَكُنْ أَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةِ فَتُهَاجِرُوا فِيهَا فَأُولَئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمُ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا إِلَّا الْمُسْتَضْعَفِينَ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ وَالنِّسَاءِ وَالْوِلْدَانِ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ حِيلَةً وَلَا يَهْتَدُونَ سَبِيلًا فَأُولَئِكَ عَسَى اللَّهُ أَنْ يَعْفُوَ عَنْهُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَفُوًّا غفورة. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says That indeed As for those whom the Angels take in death While they are wrongdoing themselves By not performing hijrah The angels will say to them In what condition were you? They will reply That we were weak And we were oppressed in the earth the angels will say was not the earth of Allah spacious enough for you to migrate in such men will find their abode in Jahannam what an evil destination except the weak ones amongst men and women and children who cannot devise a plan nor are they able to direct their way these are the ones whom Allah is most likely to forgive. And Allah is ever of pardoning the most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions and the author says, وَقَوْلُ تَعَالَى يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O oh my slaves who believes in me, إِنَّ أَرْضِ That indeed that indeed my earth wasi'atun that indeed my earth is spacious so perform your worship worship me alone ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again is teaching us two things number one oh my beloved slaves that know that the earth of Allah is wide if it means that you are oppressed in one place and you are able to move, then move. And then Allah says, فَعْبُدُونِي And worship me. Do not worship false deities. Do not worship other gods. But worship Allah Azza wa Jal. The author then mentions and he says, قَالَ الْبَغَوِيُّ رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى That the, the famous scholar and 
the famous Mufassir as well, Imam Al-Baghawi, may Allah be pleased with him and shower him with nur and put light in his qabr. He says, nuzul nuzul That the reason for revelation of this verse Fil Muslimin was due to that some Muslims Alladina fi Makkah lam yuhajiru nadahumullahu bi ismil iman. He says that they did not migrate to Medina, but Allah still mentioned them as people of iman. The author carries on and he says, وَالدَّلِيلْ عَلَى هِجْرَةً مِنَ السُنَّةِ And the dalil for hijrah is found or the proof from the sunnah. It, it is the hadith that I mentioned of Mu'adh رضي الله عن earlier. لَا تَنْقَطِعْ هِجْرَةً حَتَّى تَنْقَطِعْ تَوْبَةً وَلَا تَنْقَطِعْ تَوْبَةً حَتَّى تَتْعَ الشَّمْسِ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا That I heard Mu'adh, he said, Mu'awiyah Afwan, Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, he said that I heard Allah's messenger say that migration will not end until repentance ends and repentance will not end until the sun rises in the west. The Prophet peace be upon him, he said لا هجرت بعد الفتح لا هجرت بعد الفتح there is no migration from Mecca to Medina. Or there is no migration after the conquest of Mecca. So now you might be wondering that these two ahadith, they seem contradicting. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, migration will not end until repentance ends and repentance will not end until the sun rises in the west. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, لا هجرات بعد فتح that there is no hijrah, there is no immigration after the conquest of Makkah. So this is a contradiction. And this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, it falls right in the hands of who? It falls right in the hands of those people that rejects hadith. Because a reject of hadith will say, can you see? There Muhammad, peace be upon him, he says one thing, and then he says other things. So how can this hadith be authentic or how can this hadith be accepted so this is why the ulama they explain things to us and this is why Allah Azza wa Jal himself he says فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ that ask those who know if you do not know you cannot be an alim in everything you cannot be a scholar in everything Someone asks me a question on medication, on medicine, on sickness. I cannot answer. I don't know. This is not my field. But alhamdulillah, I'm a student of knowledge, a small student of knowledge. But if you ask a question maybe with a hadith, a question with fiqh, we can try and we can answer. So know that as the Arabs they say rijal, that in every field there is men or for every field there is men meaning that every field it has its experts. So ask those who know if you do not know. So this hadith is not a contradiction. 
However, the ulama, they explain and they say that there is no hijrah ba'da fath, meaning that there is no hijrah from Makkah. If you are in Makkah, after the hijrah took place, there is no hijrah from Makkah. You cannot leave Makkah. This is Daru Tawheed. Where do you want to go to? But as for hijrah from the land of the kuffar, from the lands of the disbelievers, then this is allowed. So this answers the misconception if anyone does not understand it correctly. The author says, so when he settled in Medina, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, umira bi baqiyati islam Allah commanded, or he was commanded, with the remaining laws of Islam. For example, Az-Zakah, Wal-Sawm, Wal-Hajj, Wal-Adhan, Wal-Adhan, Wal-Jihad, and many other rulings. So he says that, so when Muhammad, peace be upon him, settled in Medina, he commanded all of the remaining laws of Islam. For example, Zakah. Zakah is an is wajib on someone that reaches Nisab. And he had the money for one full year. He had the money for one full year. He reached the Nisab of that year. And usually many people, they work it out in the month of Ramadan. So from one Ramadan to the next Ramadan. So Ramadan 2019. For example, he had 50,000 rand in his account. Come Ramadan 2020, he had 55,000 rand in his account still. So he obviously he's reached the Nisab, it stood there for more than a year, so he will pay 2.5% of his zakah on that money that he had, and Allah knows best. And then fasting. And we discussed fasting, the dalil for fasting, etc. We asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma balighna Ramadan, that oh Allah let us reach Ramadan. And again, this year's Ramadan, from what we can see, my beloved brothers and sisters, it is going to be different. Those commu- those mass iftars that we have in the masjid, families inviting us over to break our fast, Salatul Taraweeh in the masjid, maybe for the first week, second week, third week, and hopefully if we're lucky, that maybe we get the last 10 nights in the masjid. Allahum musta'an. If this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, of what we have experienced now in 2020, because of COVID-19, the coronavirus, if this does not bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if this does not soften us, our, soften our hearts, أَلَمْ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ if the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not soften our hearts and the month of Ramadan is coming where we are going to see that this is the month of the Qur'an شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ that the month of Ramadan this is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed if there is no change in the month of Ramadan if we do not get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then when are we going to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Hajj he mentions and Hajj was also made wajib. The Adhan as well. 
Tadhan was also made wajib. And jihad and certain other laws as well. The Prophet peace be upon him also and the author he mentions وَالْأَمْرِ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَالنَّهِي عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنْ شَرَائِهِ الْإِسْلَامِ أَخَذَ عَلَى هَذَا عَشْرَ And we were commanded to do good and forbid what is evil, what the author says. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in various places in the Quran. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. Kuntum, that you, khayra, that you are the best. Kuntum khayra ummatin, you are the best nation. Taken out of mankind. Ta'muruna bil ma'rufi. You must enjoy what is good. وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ And believe in Allah. Allah says in another verse, يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ That يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ That they believe in Allah. You must believe in Allah. And believe in the last day. And enjoin yu'minuna billahi wal yawmil akhiri wa inhawna anil munkar. Allah says that you must believe in Allah, believe in the last day, enjoin what is good. Right? Enjoin what is good, forbid what is evil. Wa yusari'una fil khayrat and hasten to good. Ula'ika min al-sadihin. And know that they, they are the pious ones. So enjoining good and forbidding evil, this is wajib, this is obligatory on every believing male and female. Muslim male and believe, Muslim male and female. If they have the knowledge, they need to enjoin what is good and forbid what is evil. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we cannot expect and we cannot wait for the imam or for the shaykh, or for the mufti, or for the students of knowledge, or for the du'at, or whoever. We cannot wait for them to come and explain that no, this is right, this is wrong. If we know something is wrong, we know something is correct, we need to teach people. With a condition that we have knowledge. As the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, بَلِّهُ عَنِّي وَلَوْ آيَةً وَحَدِّثُ عَنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ وَلَا حَرَجُ وَمَنْ كَذَبَ عَلَيَّ مُتَعَمِّدًا فَلْيَتَبَوَّ مَقْعَدَهُ فِي النَّارِ He says that بَلِّهُ That he says Convey from me Even if it is one verse And the ulama they explain But a verse with knowledge An ayah with knowledge A hadith with knowledge A hukum A fiqh ruling with knowledge We find many people They teach Without knowledge they want to teach someone, they want to explain someone the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. And this is incorrect. And then the author says, and also what came in this time was other laws of Islam as well. And he said that the Prophet he remained doing this for 10 years. وَبَعْدَهَا تُوفِيَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ
And after this, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he passed away. Wadinuhu baqim. And the religion remained. And what was the religion? The author says, وَدِينُهُ بَاقٍ وَهَذَا دِينُهُ And the religion remained and this was the religion. لَا خَيْرَ إِلَّا دَلَّ الْأُمَّةِ عَلَيْهِ That there was no good except that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he directed his ummah to it. وَلَا شَرْ and there was no harm except that Muhammad peace be upon him warned us against him. And we'll touch on this a bit later. But the author he says that the Prophet wasallam that he passed away in Medina. And Anas ibn Malik he said I have never witnessed a day better or brighter than the day on which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to us. And I have never witnessed a more awful or darker day than that one on which Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away. This narration is found in Bayaki and others. Subhanallah. So Anas radiallahu an, he says that he never witnessed a better day or a brighter day that when Muhammad peace be upon him when he came meaning when he entered Medina. And he never witnessed a more awful day or a more sadder day or a more darker day than the day when Muhammad peace be upon him passed away. Subhanallah. Ya Rabbi. Have you ever wondered this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam? Have you ever thought about it? What went through the companions? What went through their minds? When they heard that Muhammad, peace be upon him, has passed away. What went through their minds? That Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu an. The Umar, that strong Umar, that the people were scared of, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, said that had there been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. This was Umar. Some narrations make mention that when Umar was walking, or if he walks down one side of the road, and Shaitan is coming on the other side, Shaitan makes a U-turn and walks away. This was Umar. And when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away and the, the news reaches Umar, Umar he gets up and he starts walking out. The hadith mentions this. He's uneasy. And Umar radiallahu anhu says that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is gone for a number of days like Nabi Musa went for a number of days and he will return. 
And Umar Radiyallahu says, whomsoever says that Muhammad, peace be upon him, has died, I'll chop his neck off. He's a munafiq. He's a hypocrite. And it is at the time when the Ummah was going through difficulties and hardship, they lost Muhammad, peace be upon him. Then this is a time when Abu Bakr radiallahu an stood up. This is a time when Abu Bakr radiallahu an stood up. And this shows the qualities of a leader. And he orders Umar radiallahu an to sit. And he ascends the mimba. And he so beautifully mentions these words. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He speaks about the demise of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ And Muhammad was not but a messenger. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُولٌ And before him there were messengers that came as well. أَفَإِمْ مَاتَ And if you were to die, or you were to go back on your heels. Right? So, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhi explains this ayah. And some of the companions recorded to us said it is as if this was the first time we heard this ayah. And then he says, مَنْ كَانَ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ حَيٌّ لَا يَمُوتُ That whomsoever worships Allah, then know that Allah is forever living and He will not die. وَمَنْ كَانَ يَعْبُدُ مُحَمَّدْ فَإِنَّ مُحَمَّدْ قَدَمَاتُ And whomsoever worship Muhammad, then know that Muhammad, peace be upon him, has passed on. Subhanallah. These are heavy words. This was the cream of the crop. This was the Sahaba. And this is when Umar radiallahu anhu, and this is when the Sahaba realized that Muhammad, peace be upon him, has left this world. And then the author mentions, And the good that he directed this Ummah to was At-Tawheed. وَجَمِيعٌ and everything مَا يُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَيَرْضَاهُ and everything else that Allah loves and is pleased with this is what is good it is Tawheed and that which is pleasing to Allah and everything that He loves Ibadah وَالشَّرُّ الَّذِي and the most of evil matters or the evil things حَذَّرَهَا مِنْهُ that he warned us about Ishirk, ascribing partners with Allah. وَجَمِيعُ مَا يَقْرَهُ اللَّهُ وَيَأْبَاهُ 
and everything that Allah hates and He rejects. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, okay, we'll come to this in the next slide or two. Then the author carries on and he says, Allah that Allah sent him to all of mankind. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was sent to the whole of mankind. And he made it an obligation upon everyone from the two species of jinn and mankind to obey him. And he made it an obligation upon everyone from the two species of jinn and mankind to obey him. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was sent to mankind and he was sent to jinn. His da'wah was not just specific for men. It was not just specific for the woman. But it was specific for the jinn as well. And the proof for this is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Kul ya nas, Say, O people, Inni that indeed I, Rasulullah ilaykum jami'a, That I am the messenger of Allah sent to all of you. That indeed, or that say, Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, O mankind, Inni, that indeed I, Rasulullah, that I am a messenger from Allah, Ilaykum jami'a, sent to all of you. He was not sent like some of the prophets to a particular nation or a particular people, but he was sent to the whole of mankind. The author he mentions and he says, وَكَمَّلَ اللَّهِ That Allah perfected and completed His religion through Him. And the proof from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا That this day, اليوم أكملت That on this day or this day I perfected for you your religion. This was the day of Arafah. And I perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, On the greatest day, Al-Hajju Arafah, on the day of Arafah, that this is your pinnacle day of your Hajj. Allah is saying that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed the people that Allah revealed, Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum dinakum, that on this day I have perfected, I have completed your religion for you, and I perfected my favor upon you, and I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. Surah Al-Ma'idah. Subhanallah. 
My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this one verse teaches us that our deen is complete. That we cannot add on to things in this deen. As the author mentioned, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that there was no good but that he indicated it to us. But that he taught us this good. And there was no bad that he warned us again. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوا وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that take that which Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has come with, that he has given to you. Take it. Whatever good he has given to you, whatever ibadah he's told you to do, take it, practice on it. وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ And stay away and don't follow that which he told you not to do, that which he did not do. So in today's time we find that people, they do and they practice on things which Muhammad, peace be upon him, ordered us not to practice upon. Things that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa never did in ibadah. And this is known as bid'ah. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, have you ever pondered on this verse that we quoted? That, Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. That if Allah completed this deen for Muhammad, peace be upon him, and I come and you come and someone else comes and the next person comes and they add on in regards to ibadah. What does it say about this verse? What it says and what it explains that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he did not complete his mission. Because I know better than Muhammad. I'm going to do better than Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So beware of evil innovated matters. The author carries on and he says, وَالدَّلِيلَ عَلَى مَوْتِهِ قَوْلُ تَعَالَى إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ عِنْدَ رَبِّكُمْ تَخْتَصِمُونَ The demise and the death and the passing away of Muhammad, peace be upon him, proof of this is in Allah saying, You will surely die. إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ That indeed you, O Muhammad, you are going to pass away. وَإِنَّهُمْ and they too surely will die. ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ Then يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And then on the day of recompense. عِنْدَ رَبِّكُمْ تَخْتَصِمُونَ You will be disputing before your Lord. Surah Zuma. You will be disputing before Allah Azza wa And this ayah is one of the proofs, clear-cut proofs, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, he has passed away. And this is one of the clear ayat that is in the refutation of some of the deviant groups that believe that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is still alive and that he can be in every place and any corner of the world. And this is not a belief that is permissible to have as a Muslim and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The author carries on and he says, nas and mankind, إِذَا مَاتُوا يُبَعَثُونَ That and mankind, that when they die, they will be resurrected. And the proof for this, 
منها خلقناكم وفيها نعيدكم ومنها تخرجكم تارة أخرى From it the earth we created you منها خلقناكم That from it meaning from the earth we created you وفيها نعيدكم And we shall return you back to the earth You're going to go back ومنها نخرجكم And from it we shall bring you تارة أخرى Bring you out at once again This is Allah Allah says in another verse والله أنبتكم من الأرض نباتا ثم يعيدكم فيها ويخرجكم إخراجا And Allah is saying Allah says that والله أنبتكم that Allah has brought you forth من الأرض نباتا from the earth ثم يعيدكم and then afterwards you will return ويخرجكم and then you will be brought forth again إخراجا This is Allah Azza wa Jal وبعد البعث and the author then mentions and he says after resurrection right محاسبون ومجزيون بأعمالهم that we will be recompensed for our actions والدليل and the proof of this is in Allah saying وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا بِمَا عَمِلُوا وَيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا بِالْحُسْنَى And to Allah وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And to Allah belongs all that is in the heavens and all that is in the earth لِيَجْزِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا That he may recompense those who do evil with that which they have done. And reward those who do good with what is best from the meaning paradise. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, no matter how hard we try not to pass away, no matter how hard we try and we take anti-aging and we do this and we do that, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a time limit. There's going to come a time when our life expires. Kullu nafsin mawt. That every soul shall taste death. And also know that on the day of Qiyamah, we will be held responsible. And this is why Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, Hasibu anfusakum. He said, take stock of yourself. Qabla an tuhasabu. Before stock will be taken of you. Wazinu anfusakum. Qabla an tuzanu. And weigh out your deeds before it will be weighed. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, now is a time we have a lot of time where we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can reflect on our deed, on our being. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Allah for forgiveness. And then the author says, وَمَنْ كَذَّبَ بِالْبَعْضِ كُفْرِ وَالدَّلِيلِ And whomsoever rejects resurrection, he has disbelief. زَعَمَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Allah 
at the disbelievers that they claim they will never be resurrected. Say to them, O Muhammad, Yes, by my Lord, you will certainly be resurrected. Then you will be informed of the deeds that you did. And that is easy for Allah. Subhanallah. May Allah protect us. وَأَرْسَلَ اللَّهُ جَمِيعُ الرُّسُلِ And the author says, And Allah has sent all of the prophets, مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْذِرِينَ As givers of glad tidings and warnings. وَالدَّلِيقَ قَوْلُ تَعَالَى they were sent to give good tidings, glad tidings, and give warnings. The proof of this? Rusulam mubashirina wa mundirina li'alla yakuna linnasi ala Allahi hujjatun ba'da rusul. That messengers bearing good news and warning in order that mankind could have no plea against Allah after the coming of messengers. The messengers came and they warned us. Do good, stay away from bad. وَأَوَّلُهُمْ And the first of them, as the author mentions, Nuh alayhi salam is Nuh alayhi salam. وَآخِرُهُمْ Muhammad And the last of them is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَهُوَ خَاتَمُ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالدَّلِيلْ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ أَوَّلَهُمْ Nuh And the proof that Nabi Nuh was the first one, Allah says, إِنَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ كَمَا أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ نُوحٍ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ that indeed, verily, we sent the revelation of to you, O Muhammad, just as we sent the revelation to Nuh and of the prophets after him. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And know that every nation Allah has sent a messenger to. From Nuh up to Muhammad would command them to worship Allah alone. All the messengers, they came with the same message. And they forbade the people from worshipping Taghut, false deities. And this is the proof from Allah Azza wa Jal as he says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَةِ That indeed we have sent a messenger to every nation. أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهَ To worship Allah alone. وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And stay away from false deities. The author then says, وَافْتَرَضَ اللَّهُ عَلَى جَمِيعِ الْعِبَادِ الْكُفْرِ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَالْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ قال ابن قيم رحم الله تعالى معنى طاغوت ما تجاوز به العبد حده من معبود أو متبوع أو مطع والطواغيت كثيرون ورؤوسهم خمسة إبليس لعن الله ومن عبد وهو راض ومن 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 دعا الناس إلى عبادة نفسه ومن دعا شيئا من علم الغيب and the last one, حكم بغير ما أنزل الله ومن حكم بغير ما أنزل الله. Allah obligated all of His servants to disbelieve in the Taghut and to believe in Allah. Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah taala, he mentioned the meaning of Taghut is someone or a thing for whose sake a worshipper transgresses limits. Such as those who are worshipped, followed, or obeyed. 
There are five main heads of the Taghut. Number one, Iblis, Shaitan, may Allah curse him. Number two, whoever is worshipped while being pleased with that. Number three, whoever calls the people to worship himself. Number four, whoever claims to have knowledge of the unseen. And number five, whoever rules by other than that what Allah has revealed. The proof for this is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, La ikraha fi deen qad tabayyana rushtu min al-ghay. فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى لَنْ فِصَامَ لَهَا وَاللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ That لا إكراها في الدين There is no compulsion in the religion. Verily the right path has come distinct from the wrong path. So whoever disbelieves in the taghut and believes in Allah, then he has taken hold of the firmness and hold that which Allah Never break. And Allah is the all-year, the all-knower. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, there is no compulsion in deen, meaning, la ikraha fi deen. That you cannot hold a gun to someone's head. You must embrace Islam, and if he doesn't, then you shoot him. No. But we give da'wah until the last. And we call and we forbid people to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the author he mentions and he says, وَهَذَا هُوَ مَعْنَى And this is what is meant by لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ And in the hadith, رَأْسُ الْأَمْرِ الْإِسْلَامِ That the head of the matter is Islam. And its main pillars. وَعِمَادَتُهُ الصَّلَاةِ And the main pillar is الصَّلَاةِ and its highest path is al-jihad fi sabilillah to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet peace be upon him, he says that the head of this matter, the head of, our, of Islam, is our shahada. We need to know this. And its main pillar, the main pillar of our deen is salah. And we mention this, I'll mention this hadith again. Qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-ahdu alladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salah. Faman tarakaha faqad kafara. That the act, the contract between us and them, meaning the kuffar is salah. Faman tarakaha and whosoever leaves us faqad kafara. And... The highest part of this deen is jihad in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The author then brings us to the end of his treaties. And he says, Wallahu a'lam. And Allah knows best. And this, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, is the reality. That Allah azza wa jal knows best. We can teach, we can try, we can speak. But at the end of the day, Kamal, perfectionness, completeness, it is for Allah Azza wa Jal alone. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And may Allah send peace and blessings on Muhammad, peace be upon him, on his family and on his companions. Tammat usulu thalatha. And this is the end of our treaties, the treaties of the three fundamentals of Islam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, if there was any good 
and khair that came from these lessons and you have benefited through this, then this is only through the grace and the will of Allah Azza wa If there were any shortcomings, and I believe there were, there were any mistakes, then know that this is from myself and from shaitan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this little that we taught or that we try to teach, that it be of a benefit for all those that are listening and for humanity at large. And that what we learn here, that we can teach it to others. And last but not least, if you are listening to this and you're maybe not in the class and you have any questions, you can feel free to email me at ibnyusuf27, I-B-N Yusuf, Y-U-S-U-F 27, yani the number, at gmail.com. And you can ask me any questions. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astawfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.